Hello everybody, long time, no talk, but don't worry because I am back at it again with the podcast. It's been about 10 days since I last gave you my opinion on things and that is about to change. You boys been busy this last weekend in New Orleans for WrestleMania weekend. It was sick, I had a great time, had an amazing time, so I'm definitely going to be talking about that. I'm going to briefly... Go over some points about the Bruins, seeing as how they squandered a huge opportunity against the Panthers, who had nothing to play for while I was on vacation. Tried not to look too much into that, but I ended up freaking out about it. Got to talk about how we feel about the Celtics. Now that Kyrie is out for the playoffs, Bruins, Celtics, WrestleMania, New Orleans, Big Easy. Lots to go over on this show. I'm going to start with some Celtics for the first time on this program. So get ready for the most must-hear podcast. Big mouth, small words. Let's get it going. So let's briefly talk about the Celtics, okay? They've been through a lot this year. First game of the year, we lose Hayward. And you're thinking, it's over for this team. They're all done. Then out of nowhere, Kyrie flips out, decides we're going to do this anyway, go on a big run, and then, you know, you're feeling like we have a huge chance, and now this Kyrie news happens, and you can't help but feel a little bit down in the dumps, but let me just go over the last game. So the Celtics, after the last game, reporter asked Marquise Morris about the conversation around the Eastern Conference playoff seating and went on to imply that teams were dying to play the Celtics in the first round. Morris looked, you know, he starts to smile a little bit, cuts off the question, he says, I hope so. Nodded a bunch, says, I hope so, I really hope so, I hope they want that, I hope they want us. And you gotta love the Celtics team. Superstar or no superstar, the Celtics have overcome adversity all year long, as I was just bringing up. They, they rallied. They won 16 games in a row after Gordon Hayward's injury, overcame rookie walls, went 4-0 on an impossibly difficult road trip without the benefit of their huge stars. And you'll pardon them if they're not terrified of a first-round matchup. You know, Morris would go on to say, everybody on this team is ready to compete. We all feel disrespected. Kyrie, Marcus, Tice... All those guys are major on this team, but they're not here. So we still have to approach the game as if we're going to win, get as far as we can. We got great coaches. We've been really good. Everybody knows that we're ready to go. And yeah, how can you not think exactly what, what Morris is thinking right there? It is true. They've overcome a lot. They've overcome everything, really. Every time that everyone says that they're not going to make it happen, they end up making it happen. Don't get me wrong, losing Kyrie, you know, there's no Band-Aid big enough that's going to fix that wound. I mean, he is fantastic. He's spectacular. He's had the team on his back, and they were hoping to wait, take the screws out later. Uh, but I guess what happened is he the, the wound got infected. So the Celtics, Danny, was like, you know, why... Waste a title run here. Even if we had Kyrie, it would have been still kind of a long shot to beat teams like the Warriors or, you know, we we want Kyrie, we want Hayward, we want him healthy. That's when we have our chance. That's when we have our, our title run in us. So why not? They're saying it takes four to five months for Kyrie to 
he's going to have that surgery. I think he already is about having that surgery now. And he's going to be fine after four to five months. Hayward is on his way back. He's really close to being on his way back. He'll be ready for next year. And that's a dangerous team right there. We also, you know, not have a Marcus Smart. We got, we got a lot of, lot of things that are not going well. But you know what is going well? Tatum. He's filthy. Give him a couple years, and he's going to be an absolute superstar. Jalen Brown, he's out of his mind. I mean, sometimes he can be known to take a few games off. And, I mean, athletically, he's insane. He's probably the best athlete we've got on the Celtics. He's got a little problem with his jumper. Not a problem. I don't want to say a problem, but he's not as good as Tatum. But he is fantastic. And you know what I like about Jalen Brown is he's not afraid to take the big shot, as we saw against the Jazz. He takes that three at the end, hand in his face, falling backwards, hits the shot. If he's confident in taking those shots, this is a big opportunity for the rookies on our team. Big opportunity for the the young guys, I should say. Not rookies, the young guys on our team to step up, as they've done all year long, and show what they can do. Now... Marquise Morris was not the only guy interviewed, and this is what really stuck out to me. Al Horford, who we all know is one of those mild-mannered players in the NBA, you know, he flashed a similar smile. He was standing next to Marquise Morris when they asked that question when I was watching this. And, you know, he looked at them, and he goes, we're the two-seed. We have home court advantage for the most part. At this point, the only thing I can say is I can't wait for the playoffs to start. We have the formality. We have to finish these games out, and we'll get better. But I'm looking forward to these playoffs. From Horford, that's a big statement. I know people are a bit down on the Celtics, but I'm not, man. Like, this is an opportunity for us to just show what we are. Obviously, everybody knows we're kind of playing with house money right now. I know everyone was ready for this big playoff push. But what if we win two rounds with no Kyrie, with no Hayward? That's huge. I mean, that that how can that not give... This is giving Tatum opportunity to play some big minutes, Jalen to play some big minutes. And I'm telling you, in the long run, this is going to help a lot. Or at least that's, that's what I... That's how I feel. And hearing, their, hearing the team's attitude after all this loss, how can you not give them a puncher's chance to make a run? For real. I'm not saying we're going to win it all. I'm just saying you rest Kyrie, you rest Hayward for the next year. You show what we got without them. I say we win two rounds. Let the chips fall where they may. Either way, I'm proud of this team, and I'm happy to watch them, and I'm happy to root for them. And I think most of you would agree. We're playing with house money this year, man. So, you know, just take the championship out of your head and get ready for a playoff run. Let's hope that happens. All right, so I'm going in a bit of a reverse order here, but uh, I'm going to talk a little tiny bit of Bruins. Not a whole lot because I figure I'm going to the game on Thursday, so I'll have a perfect bird's eye view of what's going down. I'll probably throw up another podcast about the Bruins talking with Duff on Sunday, talking about how we feel. Hopefully we'll be 2-0, and up 2-0 and in the series. That would be fantastic. Um, but, man, I'm a little nervous about 
this team, it's funny how a week can change things because Rick Nash is still not back. I guess it was a concussion and he's hurting, but man, do we need a big body in front when we're on the power play. Tuka Rask, you know, when last you heard me, I was talking him up hard after the lightning game and, and all, you know, he's, I thought he had his moment where he kind of slapped a dude in the mouth and he, he was fired up and he was ready for the playoffs. And then he goes in there and he just kind of does what he does in big games. I, I don't, he needs to get past this at some point. I know a lot of guys out there are going to give him all these excuses of like, oh, he got screened on this one or that one. And I can hear you and I can get it. But there are only so many times that it can happen a million times before I go, come on, man, you got to make a big save. I mean, at this point, I might even be, I'm not saying to put in Doby over him to start him. I'm not saying that. There's, don't, don't take it that way. But are you telling me that you wouldn't be more confident if you had, if you needed one shutout period and you had the choice between Tuka Rask in the third or Doby in the third, I think I'd, I'd take Doby in a pressure situation because he'll at least stand on his head or at least try to stand on his head, whereas Rask, he just you know goes in butterfly and nonchalant, does his thing. I'm, I'm nervous, man. We just lost to a Panthers team that that had nothing to play for. And a big reason I believe that we lost, which I did not see the whole... I, I watched the highlights of the game because I was at WrestleMania. I didn't get to see everything. But you know what I did see? I saw that the Panthers scored first. And when you're playing a team that has nothing to play for, put one in on them. Put one in on them, man. Bergeron's back. Bergeron, Marchand, Pasternak. Put one in on them. Like, put the pedal to the metal. You had a gift. The Lightning gave you a freaking gift. Okay, when they lose in overtime to the Hurricanes, you have you it looked like you had squandered your opportunity at first when you when you lost to Tampa and that embarrassment. But then they give you they choke the lightning choked. And that's what no one's going to remember. But the truth is the lightning choked. They lost in overtime to the freaking Hurricanes. And we just choked harder, which is unbelievable. I, I it really gets me so aggravated. Tuca just can't let that first one in. He can't allow a team that has nothing to play for to have hope. Because if they, we score a quick one on them, it's over. In my mind, we just, we route them and we're in first and we're playing the Devils. And it's a lot better playing the Devils than playing the Maple Leafs. Now, you've got to deal with Austin Matthews. You've got a Reamsdyke. You've got a lot of guys you've got to deal with. Marner. This is not going to be an easy series. Um... I just don't see this being an easy series. I see us winning in six. I mean, we have the talent. We're definitely a better team than them. But once again, in the first podcast I ever did, can Tuca do it? I, I'm not putting it all on Tuca. Listen, I what I want from Tuca is I want him to let up two or less a game. He gets paid enough. I mean, and we have the defense in front of him. So that's what I want. I want, and, and if he's going to let up three, fine, I'll deal with three. But if you let up two or less a game, I have so much confidence in our team scoring three a game. It's not even funny. Marchand, Bergeron, Pasta. That line has to be fired up, and they have to get it going. I've heard that Donato might not play at all uh, now. He's kind of the odd man out with Rick Nash coming back. But 
I'm sure he'll find his way back onto the ice. I'm sure someone will slump. Hopefully we can get fired up and we can set the tone. And I, I really, I'm not as, it's so funny how we can change things because I'm so not as confident as I was. Although tomorrow I'm going to be suiting up, putting my Viking gear on. Ripping shots with Scal and Duff at the greatest bar, and I'm sure I'm gonna predict like a seven to one win for the Bruins <laughs> once I have a couple shots in me. I'm gonna predict for this series, and I will come back to it after the first two games and maybe reassess things. But as of right now, I'm gonna go Bruins in six. I wanna say five. I really do. I wanna say five, and I might change it. If we go up 2 0. I might say five, but as of right now, I don't think the Maple Leafs are going to roll over. They're a really talented team, and I it, the only reason I'm saying six is because Tuca freaks me out. That's it. I have faith in the offense. I have, faith that, I have more than a lot of faith in our penalty kill, but Tuca freaks me out. So I'm going Bruins in six. That is my terrified for the future of the Bruins recap. <laughs> and I'll I'll get more in depth uh, later. I just wanted to throw a couple Bruins thoughts out there, and I am going to be having a guest, my second guest on the show, my buddy Anthony. He's my wrestling insider. The dude knows his crap when it comes to wrestling. So I'm going to be going over WrestleMania in the next segment, uh, just talking about. What I saw, my experience, my girlfriend is a pseudo-celebrity now, she dressed up as Charlotte, met Charlotte, a lot of stuff to get to with that. We'll also talk about the Raw and the SmackDown after WrestleMania, because that shit, shit was cray. So, I'm going to go over some stuff, Superstar Shake-Up coming up, we're going to go over a little bit of wrestling, so, stay tuned. Hello. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on now? I was, I was just jamming out to the fucking uh, waiting music. It was nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I uh, got my buddy Anthony here. We're going to talk some fucking wrestling. Get it going. You ready so to go? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's start with WrestleMania. Okay, we're going to start with WrestleMania. Uh, what did you think of WrestleMania overall? Um unpopular opinion i think it was worse ones that i've seen uh i've definitely seen a lot better um i don't know it just didn't really do it for me a few matches really really solidified what they were and what the wrestlemania was going to be and uh that's what it turned out there was a couple matches that were really good and there was a lot of matches that were really bad but um, I have breakdowns on all the matches if you want to get into it. What would you give, like, as a rating, like a 1 through 10? What would you give this WrestleMania? Probably, like, a th- 3, maybe a 4. A 3? I'd say 4. God, come on. No, it was not that good. Dude, you come know on, what's man. funny? I mean, obviously, I was there, so my I'm going to be skewed, like, in my rating of it just because I was there. I think oh, yeah. That, I'm sure the environment was unreal. I was going to say, usually at WrestleMania, it's kind of like before a UFC event where people don't show up until like a little ways through the event, like the first match, second match, people start showing up. 
this place was packed like in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal like this place was fucking loaded to the gills with people fired up about wrestling and ready so the atmosphere like bumped me up like I gave this that was WrestleMania good. an 8.2 because really yeah because I mean once again I was there so people I think that the match the matches were like all fucked up in a sense of like they bored me to death at the end. Like it started out strong and I really liked it. And, the, and then once after the Undertaker match, it was kind of like, all right, what am I doing here now? Well, I feel like the card was just kind of messed up. They had matches like that were second or third that should have been closer to the main event. Oh yeah. Like the Charlotte and uh, Oscar match was, that was second. It was the second match of the regular card. Doesn't make sense. That should have been switched with Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss because that, I mean, not that, not to knock that match or knock that feud. I mean, it was good booking. It was just, I feel like more people wanted to see the queen versus, you know, the empress. Absolutely. Like you could feel it in the building. Like everyone kind of looked at each other when they put, like they put the Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Miz match on. That was a decent match. I like that, that match. That was a good match. And that was how you, that match gave me hope because I was like, okay, that's how you start WrestleMania. This yep. is going to be a good mania. No, I totally agree. So that, that match got us kind of fired up, like ready to go. And then when the Oscar Charlotte match came on, everyone was looking at each other like, whoa, why, why is this happening? Like we weren't upset because we're fired up. It's WrestleMania. It's the second match, but we were right. like, what the hell's going on? And I felt bad for Nia later in the night because people didn't really not that they didn't give a shit, but a lot of people were like tapped out. Like once well, the Ra- the Rousey yeah. match was my favorite match. I'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do, do your rundown, man. Tell me what you want to tell me. I mean, all right. So we'll just do the regular card. I mean, I thought like Seth versus Finn and the Miz uh, was really good. I thought there were some really great spots, um, especially the uh, the back to back curb stomp that he did to win for Seth to win. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, but I mean, it 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 allows that win allows the Miz to go spend time with his family, which we all kind of knew was going to happen after he just had a kid, um, and it allows the Finn and Seth feud to continue. Uh, and I, I like that. I like. I think they're gonna. I think that's going to be a really good mid-card match for upcoming pay-per-views. So Uh, you don't think that uh, Rollins or Balor are going to move? Like, not to go ahead of everything, but you don't think that in the Superstar shakeup, Finn might go to SmackDown? Because that's a rumor. I mean, I'd be surprised if they move him to SmackDown um, just because uh, I know Triple H likes to have creative control over his NXT guys. Okay. And he, he has more control on on Raw than he does SmackDown now that um, Vince has given more control to Shane. Um, well, you know so, Rollins isn't going to move because half of his merch is Monday Night Rollins. So. Well, if it, I, I don't know, though, but they, they could move him to – I mean, I agree with that, but uh, they could move him and trade him for um, – who's the United States champion now? Uh, stupid gender. Why would you make that trade? I don't know. I'll get, uh, I don't know. Just to change the titles. And that match made me so upset. Do it. 
but let's 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 talk about the, the the women's title match. What did what did you what did you think of it? I loved it. I thought it was a really good match uh, overall. Like I, you know why? Because they told a story in that match. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of counters. Yeah, like you know, a lot like, of reversals. It was awesome. And, and the thing off the top rope freaked me the fuck out. I hate it when Charlotte does that crap. It was. Oh my it was god! Sick. When she put her in that uh, that that arm triangle. Oh. Oh my god, that was crazy. It was great, but it freaks me out. Like especially like when Charlotte had her up and she was like trying to balance herself, and they both did that crazy flip thing. I was like, they're both gonna die. I hate this. <laughs> yeah, it was. It and it should. And they really did tell a story. Like throughout the whole match, it was kind of like you can't keep Oscar down. Yep. It was really good, and and I mean Charlotte eventually did put. She put the figure eight on her for the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really disappointed in that. I think that was a really bad finish for that match. Uh, I think it was just bad timing. I mean, I guess the reason they did it though, is because they wanted to put Charlotte over, you know, now that, you know, cause Carmella cashed in now. So it kind of makes more sense now than it did at the time. I mean, I guess Uh, I'm thinking of it from like an Oscar point of view though. Like, I don't know. I, I think Charlotte was definitely the right person to be the one to end the streak. But not at that moment. No, I just, I really feel like, why would you build up Asuka for two and a half years to have her lose at her first WrestleMania for the Women's Championship? She was the first woman to win the Women's Royal Rumble. True. Like, come on. Like, you, you I don't know. I just, I, it feels like they wasted the last year of building her up, well, the last two and a half years of building her up, but essentially the last year of her being on the main roster, I feel like they, they wasted it. And it feels like a wasted opportunity. It just it wasn't the right time for, to lose the streak. I honestly thought that she would win Oscar, um, and then they would continue their feud into SummerSlam where Charlotte would win and then Carmella cashes in. That would have been cool. Doesn't she have a limit on how many days, though? Wasn't she getting close? I thought that I thought it was she won it at SummerSlam. I thought she had until SummerSlam. Oh, that's true. But then it would have been kind of obvious. Yeah, it, I mean, it would. Uh, yeah, it would have been obvious. But I mean, after a match with Oscar and Charlotte wins, you know that Carmella is going to cash in or she's going to lose it. That's true. So she has to cash in. So, so push her to the limit, and then all right, I get what you said. Exactly. I, she, mean, I mean, I wanted Charlotte just, to win, so I'm pumped. You know, take. Abby yeah, got I to mean, meet her. Yeah, that so, was really cool. That it was, was insane. Really cool. It was absolutely insane. She seems really like just seeing the snap story and and the Instagram story, and then obviously you calling me about it. Uh, that was that. She seemed really, really fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, Charlotte was surprisingly like. I mean, I got to meet Ric Flair, as I told you earlier in the day, and he Ooh. had nothing but great things woo, to say <laughs> about Charlotte. And then meeting Charlotte, she was just as cool, if not cooler, dare I say. Because, man, when she saw Abby, she was so appreciative of how much work that Abby put into that costume. And she let her hold the belt. And thank God, because she's <laughs> she's lost the belt. So if it was I know. You know what I mean, a couple days later, she wouldn't have had that opportunity. But uh, I mean, it was. After her beating Oscar was definitely the right time to cash in money in the bank. Absolutely. But I just think it was the wrong time for Oscar to lose. Again, like I said, SummerSlam would have been a better 
way to do it. And then that way you can have her lose uh, that night. Or even if, like you say, Carmella has until like SmackDown or, you know, uh, to do it and she does it on SmackDown or whatever. Um, And then have uh, her hold it until the Rumble, have Mm -hmm. Charlotte win it at the Rumble uh, and have her and have Ronda win the Women's Royal Rumble and then Ronda versus Charlotte at WrestleMania 35. But I mean, that's what they're going to do anyway. Wouldn't you feel like that could be a main event? There's rumor that it, it might be. I'd be into that. I would be into Dave, Dave Meltzer, I think it was Dave Meltzer said that uh, there's rumor that it could be a main event. Yeah, I'd be all about that. That'd be sick. They deserve uh, it. I mean, after, yeah. I've, so, to be truthful about that match, like, what I really thought about it, I thought that was the best women's match I've ever seen at a WrestleMania. Wow, that I agree. Beats Trish and Lita's by far. That was the best match I've seen out of the women's division in a long time. I agree. Um, that's why I think Charlotte should absolutely be the first woman to headline a WrestleMania. Yeah, no, she definitely deserves it. She puts it on the line, man. There's always one move that she does where, like, in the last WrestleMania when she was against Bailey and Sasha – and she yeah. did that crazy moonsault thing off the top rope off onto the, the top floor. Rope, yeah, onto the mat, yeah. She just takes chances that other people don't. Yep. And she deserves, like, you know, credit for that. She does. and But, I mean, you also have to, like, deserve the credit. I mean, they also deserve credit for the technique of being there. Oh, know? absolutely. They saved her life. I get that. Yeah. Like, I mean, even think about it, like, that crazy moonsault she did to Asuka on Sunday. And she turned it into the arm triangle. That was incredible on both of them. Yep. That was unbelievable match. Five stars. I agree. I really like that match. You got a sense in the building. Like everyone was really into that match. And they, after that match, man, you're kind of sucking wind. (laughs) You're like, holy shit. I can't believe they put that on. Which, as we were saying, kind of bad placement on WWE's part. Because they got you so fired up about that, like all that happening that you're kind of tired, you know, the third match well, is up and you're like, Jesus. Well, yeah, now you've had two great matches. I mean, the the Intercontinental Championship match was great, was really good. And then you had the five-star match between Asuka and Charlotte. And then to follow that up with the U.S. title match. Oh, that's and, what happened? Yeah. And I was and there and me, I don't even remember that. <laughs> dude, to me, that was the lowest point of the entire paper. That was it. I mean, there was some cool spots. There was a few near falls that were really cool, but there wasn't like a good build to that because like they should have just had Randy versus Bobby Roode again. They should have had the rematch that because that match at Fastlane told the story. It was great. And they kind of felt a little reserved in that match that they had more to give for WrestleMania. And I get it. They had nothing to do with Rusev. And they had, and WWE had nothing to do with Jinder Mahal, so they just threw them in that match. It felt like it was just thrown together. Yeah, but why not? Like, I know they want to build Matt Hardy and all that, but why not give Rusev the winner of the Andre the Giant? So here's why I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. Why they did that? Because like, I mean, I didn't really care about that match and it didn't really feel like the crowd did either from just watching it on TV. We did at the end. 
I mean, yeah. Well, when Randy started RKOing everybody, that was really cool. But uh, when Jinder pinned Rusev for the wind, it was just like, it felt like another waste for Rusev. Like, he should have won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal or, you know. Or the title. I mean, dude, Rusev Day is real. People want Rusev Day. Dude, that was the... I feel like that, even though the crowd wasn't into that match, that pop for him when he came out. Oh, yeah. It was real loud. Dude, uh, but even I throughout feel... the whole day, everyone's yelling Rusev Day at bars, Bourbon Street, everything. Like, they're really fucking up on not oh, pushing the... him. I think they're going to because I don't understand why they would give that to Jinder um, unless they were going to push some sort of feud between him and Rusev. Yeah, but why did they have Randy on SmackDown? All right, so you didn't watch SmackDown? On SmackDown, they had a number one contendership match with Randy, Bobby Roode, and Rusev, and fucking Randy Orton won. So now it's Randy Orton versus Jinder Mahal at the Greatest Royal Rumble, which is so dumb. And if there have, I wouldn't be surprised if you see during the Superstar Shakeup that Randy goes to Raw and turns heel. Oh, I'm into that. So that way, you know, like, if the Intercontinental Championship stays on Raw, that means the, the United States Championship is going to stay on SmackDown. Oh, that's cool. So then the, then the feud will die anyway. So then the feud will be done after that. Good. And then I feel like they'll try and put... I, I don't think Rusev is going to go to Raw. I don't see that happening. I don't care where he goes. I just want him to get his due. Fucking Rusev Day rules. I mean, if he goes to Raw, I mean, I'd love to see him get thrown into an Intercontinental Championship match with Seth Rollins and Ben Ballard. He's not going to beat Seth, though. Not initially, but he, he could once they start pushing Seth back into the Universal Championship role. Okay. What what uh, what was the next match? Uh, after that, it was Triple H and Steph. Versus that was awesome. Angle and that everything about that, that match ruled. match, let me be perfectly blunt on how I feel that, about that match. Okay. Ronda looked fucking incredible. Yeah, I agree. Incredible. That match was probably my second favorite match of the night. Mm-hmm. It might be my, my, my favorite match of the night just because I hated how Charlotte and Asuka went. I agree. I, that was my favorite because the crowd, I don't know if you could feel it through the TV. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. It, like people felt were going incredible. nuts because everyone kind of felt like that was going to be like a 10 minute match. And like, well, I mean, it was an unbelievable match and they had a great build to it. Oh, yeah. It was, Stephanie it did a perfect, masterful job. It was perfect booking. Just Rhonda. Rhonda's great. She looked great. She is great. She, I, She's really going to be a force to be reckoned with when she wins the Royal Rumble. Uh, that's going to be an unbelievable match between her and Charlotte at next year WrestleMania. Yep. Uh, it, it felt like, it felt like a huge WrestleMania moment though. Like it felt like one of those things like, damn, they're going to be talking about this for the next 50 to 60 years, which they should. Yeah. Like it would be one of those things that will be on like in 60 years from now, it will be on the opening of raw. Like, you know what I mean? It's, It'll be one of those flashes through the WWE symbol. Dude, I got to tell you, there was one part in that match where Rousey tried to do like the John Cena to Triple H and she pretty much got it. And it blew my mind. She looked really good. And both Steph and Triple H did a masterful job at selling for her. Yep. Um, However, Kurt didn't look great. No, but Triple H helped a lot. 
he did. But I was fucking terrified every time that man took a bump. I was like, oh, my God, he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Every time he took a bump, because he can really sell. But I was just he I was just like, oh, my God, he's dead. He has to be dead. I was saying that the whole time. I was like, oh, God, Kurt's dead. Yeah, dude. Oh, right. <laughs> so we were both on the same page with that. Yep. But Ronda versus Steph was uh, when we finally got that. Like when when St- Ronda finally tagged in, it was she she looked so intense and so fierce. Like mm-hmm. I honestly believed that she was going to rip Stephanie's arm off and beat her with it. It was amazing. Yeah, she she mauled Stephanie. She just was all over her. At the same time, though, Stephanie, like, Ronda sold well for Stephanie. Right. I mean, there was, I mean, yeah, Stephanie got her shots in, especially, like, when she didn't tag in, when she, like, ran around the ring and pulled Ronda off. Like, Ronda really sold. She looked good. I loved it. I mean, you knew Steph was going to get her shots in, Mm -hmm. and that was fine. I mean... The one thing I didn't like was the fact that she, you know, blocked the arm bar. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. I agree. You no, know, dude, you're so spot on. We think the same friggin' way. Oh, because yeah. I was like, come on, man. Like, that's not cool. Like, if Triple H blocked it, I'd be like, okay, it's, it's Believable. a grown-ass man. Believable. Yeah, he's a much stronger than Misha Tate is. Yeah. But at the same time, like, come on, it's, Misha Tate couldn't block that. You're not blocking it. No, Stephanie. I agree. That's Sorry. the only part of the match which was... I didn't even care. You know what I mean? It was a great match. But at the end of the match, like we got what we wanted. The fans got what we want, you know, got what they wanted. We got to see Stephanie McMahon tap out to the armbar to Ronda Rousey. It was awesome. It was so good. It was, yeah, it was one of the best matches of the night. It really was. I agree. Uh, That was my favorite. And Charlotte was my second favorite. I think Charlotte and Oscar had a better match overall. It was just like, it's Ronda Rousey for the first time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that alone, just that pop in the crowd when her and Triple H were like squaring up and they were like throwing down, it was just, it really was awesome. That yeah, whole match yeah. was super cool. You could, you could, the, when he like looked like he was going to put her in the, you know, give her the pedigree. The double pedigree. I'm sitting there like, no. <laughs> this isn't 1998 great. Triple H. This is, this is 2018. Too many people would get offended if you pedigreed Ronda Rousey. Dude, how good <laughs> did Triple H look, though? He looked good. Because in Survivor Series, when he... He didn't look that great. No. Like, him and Angle... I mean, Angle looked a little better, but Angle's just... He's rough. He's in rough shape. But... It's his neck. Yeah, it's not his fault. It's just, you know, time. It is what it yeah. is. But Triple H looked good. Yeah, I was about did. 20 rows back. Well, and he always looks good for me. He does, but he moved good this time. Yeah, he did. He, looked he was believable than... as fuck. Like, he, he moved really well. And I was like, holy crap, Triple H could go another 10 minutes if he wanted to. Whereas normally, after like 10, 15 minutes, I'm like, Triple H is gassed. <laughs> yeah, because he was like that with uh, Sting. He looked a little gassed. Yes, and, yes. And even that Survivor Series, like, he looked gassed. Oh, yeah, uh, like when he panicked angle, it didn't look, it was like, oh, come on, you're, well, you're losing he, it. He also, yeah, well, I think that was also because of angle, too, because he can't land certain ways. That's true. Um, but then they followed that matchup with the triple threat um, uh, tag team. Oh, titles. that was the worst. <laughs> really? Which The triple threat tag team match was the Bludgeon Brothers? Yeah, yeah. I hated that match. 
So it was the Bludgeon Brothers, it was uh, New Day, and the Usos for the championship. Awful. I thought that match ex- went exactly how it should have went. You but know, you've not, been building not... up the Bludgeon Brothers for a while, make them look dominant. Uh, the WWE needed to put them over in, in, in that type of fashion, just with dominance. And uh, there was a couple of cool spots, like the double power bomb for Kofi. But I mean, uh, that was a quick like match that nobody cared about. Like I didn't care about it. I was like, "Yep, whatever." That's exactly how I thought it was gonna go, and it was still fucking boring. Yeah, I would have rather them like legitimately, like kind of what happened in the last pay per view where the, the Bludgeon Brothers just murdered them. I would have rather them literally destroy the Usos. And the new day, don't give the the other teams anything. Just have yeah. Them I mean, they, they did. Yeah, that was that was something WWE should have should have done because we would have cared more. So after you much. have that match with Rousey and you're on that high and you're right. like, oh my god, this is insane, and you throw a dud like that, it's not. It's almost not fair. Well, to that's what I'm brothers. saying. This is why I didn't really like it. It was too much of a roller coaster. Like I was up and then I was down and then I was up and then I was down and then I was down for a while and then I was up and then I'm down. It was like it was boring. I mean, I'm glad they followed that up with Cena versus Taker. Oh my god, that was the best. So th- that was some of the best booking I've seen in a lot and in, in years. Yep. Like the build to that match was great. Yep. Like, Side note, he was 15 rows uh, ahead of where I was. Cena? He ran by yeah. us. Oh, that's awesome. I tried to hit him. He, um, he couldn't see me. I liked that. Oh, you couldn't see him either. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, it, it was great all around. Like, the, the uh, ambiguity of not knowing if Taker was going to show up. You know, he didn't show up on SmackDown. He didn't show up on any of the Raws. Like, he didn't do anything. And then he just kind of shows up. Like, that was cool. I liked Loved it. it. Um, my favorite part of the whole match, though, was when Cena took the shirt off and was waiting, and the lights went out, and it was Elias. Oh, yeah, that was pretty good. That was great. It was perfect. Uh, even though Cena put him down in like five seconds, uh, it didn't do any harm to Elias. It was perfect. No, like, they kind of had so to do funny. that because Cena was about to get rolled by Taker. So oh, yeah. he had to get and his. It was, and it was great. And the Dead Man's Return was awesome. I mean, you know how I feel about it. Like, I didn't think I, I didn't want him to wrestle. I thought it was perfect the way they left it last year. But I'm glad the way that they brought him back this year, like you know, the, with the glove, with the the hat, the gloves, and the jacket in the ring, and then yep. the lightning struck it, and then they were gone. I was like, okay, fair enough. I'm like, that's that's a nice way to. Dude, nice he did an old school, and he nailed I it. I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. <laughs> I thought, thought he was, he was gonna, gonna die. I was thought like, he was fuck don't it up do hard. it, take it. I'm like, gonna he's gonna fall. take he's gonna take two steps and f- like crotch himself. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, he's gonna die. I was and, terrified. Uh, he did it. I was. I was he couldn't believe it. He looked great. He did. But look I mean, good. I mean, it, it, it is what it was. I mean, it was what it was. The match was three minutes. It was a squash match. It was a squash match. Um, I'm glad WWE didn't promote it. I'm glad they didn't advertise it or, or put it on the card. It makes sense why they didn't now. Because well, it was because that if they small. did, because people would have been pissed. People yep. would have bought WrestleMania to see The Undertaker or, you know, last minute tickets to go see it, thinking that they're going to see like a 10 to 15, maybe even 20 minute match with John right. Cena and The Undertaker, and it's three minutes of The Undertaker hitting every single 
every single favorite the leg right. drop the you know the old school snake, snake eyes, eyes. Oh, choke yeah. slam everything um and then you know cena got what two moves of offense in the whole time which was great you know the undertaker had to be because roman didn't sell for him at all which made everyone hate him even more well because roman wasn't supposed to he i was, get it he was supposed like, to sell a john little. cena is right there at the caliber I mean, he's obviously bigger than Roman Reigns, but, you right. know, like, dude, when he sat up and, and Cena, like, fell to the ground, to the I was ground, like, yeah, that's that... what you should do to a yeah, guy exactly. like Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it, it was fun. It was creative. It was a really, it, it was a solid segment, uh, but one that, for me, it, it didn't need to be there. Um, no. The show would have been fine with, with or without it. Yeah, I find it weird that The Undertaker is going to fight Rusev at the uh, Greatest Royal Rumble now. What the hell is that about? I don't know. Um, like, what is that? He's going to have a real match and with Rusev? I guess. <laughs> I don't fuck? know. Like, what I is really that? thought last, uh, last Sunday was it. I thought Sunday was the end. Like, Me too. Okay, that's his nod, you know, his nod to the crowd. Like, see you later. Walk off into the sunset. Goodbye. Um. I thought I honestly thought that would be the last WrestleMania that we'd see him, and that would be the last of him until next year when he gets inducted into the Hall of Fame or the year after. Me too. So I don't know what that was about. Um, I'm curious to see what what that match is going to be, and if it leads anywhere for the Undertaker. Yeah, it'd be exciting for him to be in a storyline if he's capable. If he's not capable, just don't. Because he looked really good, but he looked really good but he, not taking bumps. Right. He looked really good because of Cena. Yes. Because Cena knows how to sell. And the, the move, the two or three offensive moves that Cena did get in, he put him down gently. Like, yeah, dude, you see the elevation he got on that choke slam? Oh, yeah. I was oh, like, sweet Jesus. Dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cena was had his Jordans on. He was jumping high. He did. He, <laughs> he was jumping real high. And then they followed that match with uh, Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon versus Kevin and Sammy. Yeah. Um, I didn't love that match. I wasn't in love with uh, the story that they were trying to tell. I thought it was a little stupid that Kevin and Sammy beating up Daniel Bryan. So, like, right before the match even started. Yeah. So, we didn't know if Daniel Bryan was going to come back or not. Like, is he actually going to wrestle? Like, it was kind of dumb. Yeah, and I got bored. And Shane trying to hold his own, know, everybody knowing that he, because they made a point to say it 30 fucking times in that match, that he just had surgery from a hernia and was getting over diverticulitis. Yeah. And then that's not really believable that the boss's son, who is 10 days out of surgery and is fighting diverticulitis, is fighting off Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens in a handicap match, essentially. Right. It was kind of a, a little unbelievable for me. It just took too long to get to Daniel Bryan. And by the well, time when, it did... When, when, when it did, I mean, it was fantastic. Yeah, it was great, but it took like 15 minutes. I and agree. you're on that. It's like you said, you're on that high from The Undertaker. I wanted to keep the train rolling. Yeah. And, and they just, didn't let me. They nope. they made me wait another like 20 minutes and I started getting It's bored. like when you're on a roller coaster and you're on your way up. And just like clicking. Clicking slowly. That's all slowly. we were doing. We're just clicking. Yeah. We're still upset that Jinder Mahal has the title. We're just like, I, well, the crowd, I mean, when Daniel Bryan finally got in the crowd, it sounded like the crowd went nuts. Oh, yeah, we did. 
No doubt. I did too. I was, I was losing go- it. And I'm glad he's he hit all of the spots. He, yeah, he looked good. He he hasn't missed a step. No, he looks he really good. He looks great. Yep. I mean, and the best part was there was no heel turn from Shane McMahon on to Daniel Bryan or the Daniel Bryan heel turn on Shane McMahon that everybody was predicting was going to happen. I'm glad that not, not that, that didn't happen. It was perfect because well, it he, makes sense now that point? he's not the uh, GM anymore. Yeah, he's gonna. Everybody knew he was gonna go back and wrestle full time. Yep. I mean, and then to follow that that up, like the return of Daniel Bryan with Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss. It's rough. It's a rough spot for her. Again, they should have switched that. They should have, you know. I feel like that was the match to put on second or third. Yeah, because if you had the Charlotte match on at that point. Right after Daniel Bryan's return, you'd be on such a high. I was gonna say you probably would go from a four to a seven. Well, you'd be on, you'd be on, yeah, yeah, probably because you'd have, you'd be on the high of Cena versus Taker, the return of Daniel Bryan, and Charlotte versus Oscar. It's pretty sick. That's a that's a high I can get it on right there. Yep. But I mean, what did you think of this match? Uh... I didn't I thought, love it. I didn't. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I thought it was super average. I thought the finish was cool. I think it was a solid match. It was decent. It was just. Yeah. It just wasn't like you said. It wasn't Cena Taker. It wasn't. No. You know what I mean? No. It's just a. It's yeah. a hard it, spot yeah. for her to be in. Yeah, it really was. I mean, Alexa, Alexa, Alexa looked good as a heel. Oh, she looked you great. You know as what, a heel. though, dude? When you're I mean, there live. Yeah, and you see how much bigger Nia Jax really is than her. Oh, she's three hundred and seventy-four pounds, dude. She's bigger than me. Yeah, she's a big girl. Like they yeah, said, that, that is so not like the on match, TV. It's weighs... kind of believable, oh. but in person, it's not. Oh, she's a big girl. You see her kicking Nia Jax's leg, and I'm like, "Are you dumb? Yeah, <laughs> you want me to believe this?" <laughs> well, I mean, well. It... What was good was like when she looked like a great heel when she was raking her eyes and when she pulled her hair and shit like that. Like that's I was like, okay, this is believable because this is what a small person would have to do. Yeah, she absolutely. Um, but Nia was obviously too powerful. I mean, uh, uh, Nia Jax with the win was was the right move. Yeah, I agree. Like I think that was solid booking. Like you know, the story that they did was like you know the high school. They basically did a high school fat girl versus, you know, the uh, the head cheerleader. Yep. It's exactly what you wanted. The cheerleader makes fun of her, and then the fat girl beats the crap out of her. Yep. Exactly what you wanted. I think the match went on a little too long, but it, it was good. It was decent. Yeah, I, I think it, it should have been quicker than that. Um, I mean, they wrestled for, I think, like 15 minutes. I think that should have been eight minutes. Yeah. Maybe 10. Push it yeah. to 10 so that way, you know, Alexa can get her little bit of offense in and make her look like a, a true heel and then just have uh, Naya just dominate. Yeah, I yeah. agree. That was good. It was fine. It was, I don't, it I was wanna... whatever. I think it, I, I'm with you. I, it was, it, it was too long, but it was whatever. And then they followed that up with AJ versus Nakamura. Oh, I hated that match. I didn't hate it. I well, you know why I hated it because of the build because I knew what it could have been, right? Like we're all we were really really loud for the start of that match. Yeah. I loved Nakamura's entrance. I thought it was super cool. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. 
I like, you know, Styles doesn't need a cool entrance because he's AJ Styles and he rules. I yep. thought, I just, I'm, I keep waiting for this moment where I'm going to look at Shinsuke because I think he's hilarious. I think he does well with his promos, but as far as his matches, I've been waiting to see the NXT version of him. I've been waiting to see Shinsuke, like, step up and make me give a crap about him, and he never does. Like, this was his <laughs> moment. He needed to kick ass in this match and and show everybody, like, I fucking rule. I'm on par with AJ Styles. And until the low blow, I didn't feel anything for him. I agree. So, for me, the whole match fell kind of flat. It was. I, I, I feel like both of them felt too reserved like it felt like they were holding holding back they might have been um i was expecting more i mean i've seen them wrestle before at, at wrestle kingdom for new japan and yep. that match was incredible insane five star match that match was awesome so i knew what this match could have could have been be you know they they just i don't know it felt like they didn't have enough time um, and there's rumor that it was that they they think that they went up to AJ and Shinsuke before the match and said, listen, we're because you were going to remember this was already, this was 11 o'clock and we yeah. still had two more matches to go. This was 1115 and we still had two more matches to go. So I think they told them like, Hey, we didn't expect the Nia Jax and to run the Nia Jax match to run that long. We didn't think the Cena and Taker segment would last that long or whatever they messed up time-wise, I think they took it out on Shinsuke and AJ, and they felt like they had to hurry up. Even though they had to hurry up, they could have done a lot more than they did. I agree. I think Styles um, did fun. I, like, Styles had the cooler parts. Doing yeah, like I mean, that, it was enjoyable. That. Uh, but it was, like you said, it was so hyped up, and seeing what these two are capable of and not coming to fruition at WrestleMania was very disappointing. Well, they're they're obviously planning a feud now. For yeah. maybe they're thinking of the long run. Maybe they're like they're gonna have another match and they'll like steal the show with it then. But I just felt like WrestleMania was the stage. Oh, I agree because you know, like Shinsuke had like a couple of great matches in NXT. Yep. And since he's made like he, well, not a couple, quite a few, but he since he made his main roster debut, he hasn't really proved himself to the crowd. Like he hasn't, he hasn't had that great Shinsuke Nakamura outing that we know that he's capable of. And uh, I thought this was it. And for any time for it to be, should be against AJ Styles at WrestleMania. I feel like that was a match that probably should have went like 35 minutes or, or, or 30 minutes, you know, but and they told them, like, hey, we need you to keep it under 18 minutes. Because that yeah. match was 18 minutes long. It wasn't, we need you to keep it under 20 minutes. Like, it, it, it wasn't that long. Yeah, I mean, every, yeah. I and just I feel like if they had more time, it, that match would have been incredible. Because even at Wrestle Kingdom, that match slow, built slowly. And then all of a sudden, all the spots were happening near the end and all the near falls and all the crazy moves all happened. And then, obviously, we know the outcome of that. But I did love the low blow. So made me immediately Shin, yeah. love Shinsuke. It, it Shins- made me immediately be all about him. Shinsuke turning heel helped a little for me. Uh, but it's more intriguing to see what they're going to do with it. He was like, pretty I funny liked- on SmackDown. I know you didn't yeah. see it. I heard. I, I haven't seen it yet. But uh, 
I'm 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 interested to see him as a heel. Yeah, he looked at uh, Renee. Was like, "Oh, how could you do this to AJ?" Blah blah. blah. And he goes, "Oh, I'm so sorry that I do all this." While he's rolling his eyes, like uh, being like a huge asshole. And then yeah. she goes, "For real, like I know you're joking, but like, what do you really think?" And he looked at her and he went, "I no speak English." And he walked away. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect. That's I was awesome. like, "Awesome, perfect." I like it. All right, so I'm in. Um, I was kind of sold on him turning heel anyway. I knew one of them was gonna, and I was just really hoping it wasn't gonna be AJ. Yeah. So what? What? Uh, what happened after that? Oh, the Bar versus Braun Strowman and Nicholas. That sucked. Nicholas. That sucked. I hated it. Braun's partner. Worst. Worst spot ever. Like, why is that the second to last match? Let's let's just. Let's just think about this for a second. Braun's partner wasn't what who we, everybody thought it was going to be. It wasn't the Big Show. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Bray Wyatt. Nope. Who I thought personally would have been cool. Was, who I mean, I thought that's who it was going to be until he helped out Matt Hardy at, uh, during the uh, Andre the uh, Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Um, I thought it was going to be Lashley. Uh, and then well. After that, I thought it was going to be Big Cass. I'm like, all right. Oh, yeah. What happened to that guy? Uh, he's he's supposedly ready for a return at any time. So I was like, okay, if it's not Bray Wyatt, it has to be Big Cass. Because they uh. wouldn't do the big show and then knock it away Samoa Joe on a tag team title. I met a dude uh, on the plane going back that was a WWE creative guy. And he said that it was supposed to be Rey Mysterio. But he like tore his ACL or something. Well, uh, yeah, he tore. Um, I thought he tore his bicep. He oh, his bicep. Wrestling, yeah, whatever. But... He said he tore something, and he was gonna do that. And that some like head talent relations guy. That was his kid. So they just went with that stupid angle. And I'm like, yeah, that would have been okay if you had that as like the first match. Yeah, that was a match that should have happened. That that should have happened before Cena versus Taker. Yeah, shit, it happened before Rousey, like, after Rousey. What the, are you doing? Yeah, it was the second to last match on the card. You're it. in main event mode at that point. Yep. That was awful. Uh, I didn't like it. Um, I mean, now, I, I mean, we saw that they relinquished the tag team titles on Raw because, obviously, a fucking 10-year-old can't be tag team champion. Yeah, I hated the whole. I hated the whole thing. He should have picked me. I was right there. But I mean, they. I don't know. I just remember being at that after that match, being like, "So great, Braun and Nicholas are tag team champs." Braun not only beat the Bar, who are great champions. I know, and it made them look weak. I hated. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the they. The, they're great champions. They they are really good. They're over with the crowd, like yep. uh, at a heel standpoint. But uh, he he th- he did it with a child. That's what WWE just basically said. Like we don't care about the tag team division, so we're gonna make Braun Strowman go over with a child. That's how weak our tag team division is. It's pretty sad. Sad that Sheamus and Cesaro got wasted like that. Yeah, they didn't deserve that. No. And then you finally had Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. The the worst. (laughs) And let me tell you why this match was the worst. And you can either agree with me or 
you can tell me no you were there so you would know better than i but on tv the crowd ruined this match uh yeah we didn't give a shit uh i literally muted my tv and turned on music for this match that's how bad the crowd was being we hated it you booed the whole thing well i hate roman reigns and it's the fourth time in a row i've had to see him I understand. If they had the Shinsuke AJ match as the main event, that's the Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar match wouldn't have been booed. And the Strowman thing didn't help because we hated that too. Well, that's the other thing I didn't like about the AJ and Shinsuke match is that should have been the main event because as far as I can remember, the winner of the Royal Rumble goes on to face the heavy, the, goes on to face the world champion. You the have a champion of the universe. No idea how many people main were flipping out about that at, at the event. Yeah, well, I hope they don't fuck that up next year. I mean, if they do Charlotte and Rousey as the main event because Rousey wins the Women's Royal Rumble and then the match before that is either the Universal or the World Heavyweight Championship, fine. I'm fine with that because those are are two main event matches. Like, as far as I'm concerned, the final two matches, I'm in main event mode because, you know, that's how the UFC does it. Like, the last two matches should be the two best matches of the night. It's true. And these weren't. And actually... Like, to be fair... There was a lot I didn't like about that match. I mean, there was a lot that was decent. It wasn't the worst match. No, no the booking wasn't bad. And the build but, but to the match But why did we kick out of, like, either. six F5s? So, yeah, I mean... So, creatively, like, that, le- everything leading up to that match, I was kind of invested in it. I'm like, okay, WWE's got me here. This is different than what they did for WrestleMania uh, 32 uh, or what, 33. Oh, whatever it was when he, when did when was the last time he fought Brock Lesnar? Thirty. Oh, that was thirty. Wasn't it? Really? Oh no 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 no! I'm thinking no no. It was oh, 32. was it thirty one? It was two years ago. It's two years ago, right? Yeah, because Rollins cashed in. No, it was three years ago. So it was three 31. years ago. Three years ago. Sure. Oh yeah, because uh, Lesnar beat. Yeah, it was thirty one because Lesnar beat uh, Undertaker at thirty. <sighs> And then that was the whole thing leading up to a year was uh, the the one in 21 and one. Right. Okay. So that was three years ago. So we've gotten this match already. And that's what I was pissed about. I'm like, I've seen the build of this match. I've seen this match. It sucks. But this was interesting. Like they, they made Lesnar kind of turn heel a little bit towards the crowd. The crowd was booing him a lot. Then because you had Roman bringing up good points, like, he hides behind his contract. He's only here 21 dates a year. And he only has to wrestle like six uh, six times out of those dates or five times out of those dates. It's ridiculous. I'm yeah. like, I'm bored of it. Like, I don't want to see the Universal Champion once a month. I want oh, once every couple months. I want to see the Universal Champion defend his championship. Every Monday. Every Monday night, just like Stone Cold used to, just like The Rock used to, just like Triple H used to. Like, yep. I want to see that. But, I mean... There was a lot that I didn't like about that match. Like you said, I, I didn't like Roman getting kicked out of F, uh, five F5s. I didn't like that he kicked out of five F5s because it took three F5s to put The Undertaker down. And that you're literally telling me that in that Roman Reigns, even in his prime, is better than The Undertaker? No. Never. No Sorry. one's ever going to buy that. Wrong. Wrong. But I, I, I did like the match. I mean, WWE threw a curveball. I wasn't expecting Brock to win. I wasn't expecting him to get on top of him and open him up the hard way. Yeah, but they didn't. I don't think they wanted that because he 
Vince flipped out on Lesnar after the match. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. He really busted him open, dude. Oh, yeah, did you see him on Monday Night Raw? Yeah, like, that's not okay. stitches. Um... I mean, that was almost, I mean, at times it was, I mean, that was brutal. When it was too that. much. And it was almost hard to watch because that was, it wasn't like, you know, in the old days when you see Stone Cold bleeding all over himself. Uh, oh, but the, the blood was literally just pouring out of him. The, the cut was so deep and so long. Like it was all over the mat. I don't know yeah. if you could see it from where you were sitting, but it was all over the map. It was just pouring out of his head. It's oh, hard yeah. to watch. Um, but I, that being said, I mean, I am glad that he lost. Yeah. I didn't want to see Bra- I didn't want to see Roman Reigns as Universal Champion, but I'm also don't want to see Brock Lesnar as Universal Champion. Why I'll deal with Brock Lesnar? But I don't want Roman Reigns. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand why they're doing what they're doing. Like, Strowman has been ready for a title push for a long time. I agree. And I don't know why they haven't. They wasted it on his due. I don't get it. I, I re- There's a lot of things I don't get. Because, like, Samoa Joe, he, he came out on Raw. I loved everything he said. Because he's right. Like, Samoa Joe always kicks Roman's ass, thank God. Yeah, I hope that continues. I think Samoa Joe's a monster. And oh, yeah. I would love for him. I don't think I want him to win the WWE Championship, but I would like for him to be like Intercontinental Title holder or something. Something. I like mean, that. even if he's like in the main event picture, like Absolutely. he's not one of the guys that wins the title, but he's always up I for the there. title because yeah, I love like him on the mic. There. I like I like everything about Samoa Joe. I'm never bored by Samoa Joe. No, neither. But Reigns bores the shit out of me. And no offense to Paul Heyman, because I love Paul Heyman. He's like the best manager of all time, but I'm getting sick of him. I'm getting sick of him with Brock. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, if he went out with Rousey, I'd be like, all right, this is fresh, this is new. Oh, so you didn't see his interview that he had, like, Thursday night before WrestleMania? No. So he can't, he was, he was on, um, he did one of those live podcasts in front of, like, a live studio audience. And um, he was asked about what happens at WrestleMania. And he said, if Brock Lesnar loses the Universal Championship, Brock Lesnar is leaving to go to the UFC. Oh. And he's not going to renew his contract. And I will go with him. Oh. Uh, and then, they, then, he, uh, then he was asked, if you were to stay or to come back in any capacity without Brock Lesnar, who would you be intrigued to work with? And he said, there's no one on the men's roster I want to work with. Uh, He goes, there's no one on the men's roster that intrigues me currently that I would work with. He goes, however, the women's roster, that's a different. Now that would be sick. I'd be into that. And he named, uh, three, three women that, uh, he would he would like to manage who uh becky lynch really oscar okay or ronda rousey no charlotte well i mean charlotte's good enough on the mic i i mean i don't i don't remember him saying charlotte i don't i don't think he did anyway but those becky could probably use it but she's not dominant enough right where ronda and oscar are 
Asuka would be perfect, to be honest. I mean, I like Asuka on the mic, but the problem is the majority of the time you can't really understand her. Yeah. It's hard to make out what she says, but when she says no one is ready for Asuka, like everybody freaks out. She could still do that, though. If she yeah. Had. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Um, and then Rousey, again, she's awful on the mic. So uh, that definitely needs to be worked on. And in the meantime, have her coach with Heyman and have him be her mouthpiece for the time being. Oh, absolutely. I'd be fine with either of those. Yeah, I'd be super that. Because, I mean, from what I understand, uh, the Lesnar contract isn't uh, a long-term deal. Yeah, I heard that he was. He can also go to the UFC too, though, with this contract. Yeah, that's cool. But I, I think the contract is months, not Ooh. even. I don't think it's even like a year. I like that. I think it's a short-term contract because I think he, he knows, like, even though they're gonna allow me to do this, I still need to take three months off. To prepare okay. to fight. Because you need three months for a full camp, right? No, that makes sense. So you need at least eight, eight to 12 weeks for a full camp. So, yeah. So that, uh, yeah. But that well, wraps I've... up that. Mm-hmm. And then Monday Night Raw was Monday Night Raw. Yeah, I was going to say, I've got to go. I think we're going to end off at that. We got, we got WrestleMania fucking down pat. That was, that was fucking good. <laughs> I mean, y- your your rating on it is still higher than mine. I still it had think... to be though, dude. Like, I you were my there. rating I mean... is skewed because of the whole experience. Like, once Abby met Charlotte, right. I was going to give it a good rating, right? And it's just so I can you're, see why I think four is low, but I, I can see you're I could biased. see it being like a six point eight. No, I could see that. The highest I think I would go is a five. That's insane because there's just, to me, that's crazy. So I'll revise my statement at the beginning of the podcast. I will give it a five. Now that I've gone through it all again with you and remembering it all, I would give it a five. I don't think it was one of the worst ones that they've had, but it definitely wasn't one of the best. I would say it was a mediocre to decent WrestleMania. I liked it. I feel like, I mean, there were like there were parts that I liked, but there were parts that I didn't like. And for me, I wouldn't say the parts that I didn't like outweighed the parts that I liked, but I also wouldn't say that the parts that I liked outweighed the parts I didn't like. So for me, it's a five. Like, it's five out of ten. It's a middle-of-the-road mania. Yeah. I mean... I mean there was, there's been better manias, that's all. Oh, there's definitely there's, been better manias, it's just... And with that card that they had, that card was stacked. No, they this had, like I said in my last podcast, this had a chance to be one of the best WrestleManias of all time. Agreed. And 100%. they just booked it wrong, that's all it was. Yeah, uh, they were matching, the Some matches people were under too per- mismatched. Yep, and there were too many underperformances. And they were too many, like, I liked that WWE was throwing me a curveball. But at the same time, missed opportunities, I think. Yeah, I agree. And wasted time with Rusev and Asuka specifically. Yep. So what I'd want to do is um, we'll, we'll end this on just the WrestleMania talk because Sounds the Superstar Shake-Up is next week. next week. So I feel like next week we do another podcast. 
we talk about the superstar shakeup, figure out what we think about that, maybe go over this last draw and the SmackDown page, see how she does next week, see yeah, what happens with all that. General manager, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, because I got the Bruins tomorrow, man. I got to sleep. Oh. <laughs> I got to get into Viking mode. You got to. The Bruins, first playoff game. It's going to be good. It's, uh, it could be good if Rask is good. <laughs> yeah. We'll see about that. I'm terrified. I mean, I'm in baseball mode, so. Oh, I'm, shut I'm, up. Come <laughs> on, man. Hey, the, the Red Sox spanked the Yankees last night. 14 yeah, points. talk to me 300 games from now, shut and I'll give a shit. Listen, <laughs> like, they're honestly. about to go into the 84th inning right now, so I was going to go. Oh, I thought it was the 91st. I, oh, all right. That's fine. <laughs> Brick. Um, we'll talk Red Sox like later, man. Come on. This oh, yeah. No, Bruins we, that's, playoff mode. It's the beginning of the wrestling's season. Wrestling's going yeah. nuts. Yeah, we've got too much to go over uh, with that. Um, we can talk. I'm thinking once the Bru- once the Bruins are out of the playoffs or once the playoffs are done. Once or, they win the cup. Or, e- or even if they win the cup. I don't there think they're go. gonna, but I, mean, nah. I think they they definitely have a solid chance of making the Eastern Conference Finals. So, oh yeah, it's Bruins or Predators. Yeah, I agree. Um, but once that's all done, then I'll talk baseball. It's, it's still early in the season, but nine and one is a great start. I like it. I'm into it, dude. Yep. All, all right. right. Well, thanks for being on the podcast. You did a great job. Thanks for having me. All right, man. That's Anthony and me. Big Mouth, Small Words Podcast. Thank you for listening.